Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia. And today, I'm going to share with you something I did, which is... Well, it still makes me a little bit uncomfortable. So yesterday, as of this recording, uh, me and my husband, we went to Ikea. Let me explain a little bit why we went there and why that is a little bit of a different and difficult topic for me. So our office, uh, since we've been here in our new home, is a complete and utter disaster. There are boxes still that are unopened and there are boxes which are half opened, which means there are things halfway across all of the floor. And it is just a really big and uncomfortable moment when you go in. It is uncomfortable to the point where I actually don't want to walk in there. I The door is closed all the time for one reason that the cats will go in and basically destroy everything because everything is free for all. And secondly, I just don't want to look in it. It is stressful. It is insane. And probably the most frustrating thing is that there's still things in those boxes which I need access to, but I just don't know where they are and how they are and whatever. And I've explained multiple times in, uh, you know, my social media platforms that I like things to be pretty. I'm inspired by things which are beautiful. I'm inspired when things are organized. This is how I function. So uh, yeah, I feel like I'm all over the place because of that room. And so I actually went online trying to find as much solutions as I could um, that would work with us so that I can have a space over there which would be organized and would be ready to go. And unfortunately, the only thing I could find that would work for us was in IKEA. Now, let me just say that I went above and beyond to try to find other things, other solutions. I contacted different contractors, which actually ghosted me, which is seriously strange because you would think that people would come to you if you have the money to pay for them. But that's not how it works, apparently. So I tried many different channels. And the reason why I tried them, I just did not want to go with IKEA. You probably may know that I like to do things as ethical as possible in my life. And when it comes to IKEA, the, f- the, the way that they make their items and the people they employ is problematic. And um, most importantly, though, is the fact now that everything is kind of made in China over there. And that is something which I'm having a lot of trouble justifying purchasing. Um, but you know what? This is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about today over a cup of matcha because, oh my goodness, this was such a difficult decision. And it was difficult for many reasons. Firstly, because of the ethical things that are, that is happening. And secondly, it's important to me. Those kind of issues are important to me when it comes to human life. That's something that I really care deeply about. And I've said this before that I just don't want to have something in my home or put something in my body. Mostly right now, I think I've really, really focused in on my wardrobe, which alhamdulillah has been a work in progress for two years. Uh, But slowly, I find resources where I can buy things comfortably without knowing, you know, without harming anyone, basically. Well, as far as I know, but you know, you try your best and I'm going to get to this part of trying your best. Uh, But this is, this was just a difficult decision for me for that reason, because I care about this kind of things. And so while I was 
going to Ikea, I was very conscious of what I was doing and I tried my best to not go there. But honestly, the difference was $600 and that is a huge difference. And I just had to make a decision. And um, Alhamdulillah, I am excited about what's the progress is going to happen in the office. I'm excited about the outcome. I really did try my best. And that's something that, again, I want to mention and talk about is trying your best. It is very difficult to live a life which is I don't know how to say this, but to live a life which is ethical. Um, at this point, ethical has become such a marketing term that even that is difficult to say. So I'm just going to say the word sunnah. It is very difficult to live a sunnah life in matters of consumption. So whether it's food or purchasing items and everything, at least here in the West, it is so very hard to check all of the boxes and make sure that everything you own is definitely sunnah and something that is pleasing to Allah. The whole process of going there was pleasing to Allah. So man, it is so, so very hard and we just have to do the best that we absolutely can. I get questions on Instagram about this that people are really struggling that people are saying that hey we want to live a life we want to be ethical we want to be sustainable want to be all those kind of things but it's really difficult because it's really hard to find shops that can make all the check marks it is really difficult to check on the websites and and the stores that are offering whether they are actually living up to what they're claiming to live up to and it is very difficult to afford all these things all of those things cost a lot of money if you have any experience in ethical anything you will know that it is a night and day difference sometimes it is a couple of hundred dollars worth of difference sometimes if it comes to furniture and things and large ticket items thousand dollars worth of difference and and it is i mean you know a couple of hundred that's hard i mean look at me i had to make a decision i had to either go with ikea or go with a more conscious option and i just could not bring up the additional six hundred dollars that is just huge so it is a very difficult time to be in At the same time, I'm actually very glad that we are at this time because just a couple of years ago, this was not even on anyone's radar. People were not interested. They were not talking about it. People were just doing whatever they wanted to do because that conversation about ethical life, sustainability, about living a life which is meaningful, it was just not part of our everyday conversation. So yeah, with the exposure of all of those things, we have a lot more things to worry about. We have to worry about greenwashing and and what the companies are truthful and and upfront in what they're saying but really in the end it just we just have to do the best we can and let me tell you why i think that is the reason or or, or i think that's something we really need to be conscious about because i have a, a, a while ago i would say more than 10 years ago i was kind of involved in the activism part of things where people were really like you know, talking about specifically animal rights. I mean, there is animal abuse left and right um, when it comes to the food chain and outside of the food chain. So it is pretty intense. And and I got involved into that and I got exposed to a lot of the things that happen. At that time, I was not as big of an animal lover as I am now. But even then, I was pretty, pretty impacted by it. And I used to follow this lady. She was um, on Twitter um, she was actually an Islamophobe, uh, but she was also uh, an activist for, for animal rights. Something really interesting, right? Human rights, animal rights. I mean, they should be on the same plane, but who am I to talk and make reason with an Islamophobe? 
But let's get back to her though. So she actually was dealing with a lot of mental anguish and she shared it because she's like, hey, I am sitting here talking about all of those things that people are doing to animals, that they're mistreating them, they're just handling it wrong, they're abusing them, and there's so much stuff out there and I feel like I keep on sharing it and it just doesn't go away. Every day I find something that is new and that was actually affecting her internally. Like She was really going through anxiety and depression because of that. And with my hindsight, with my understanding now, I think that people go through this because they feel that their act of retweeting or even getting out there on the field, helping and, and being active in whatever it is they're passionate about is going to change the world. And that is such a mistaken thing to say. How can I, my two hands can change the world? They can make a dent. They can make a huge impact. They can make like a tsunami of of activism, tsunami of action that people are taking in their everyday life. Yes, but they cannot change the world because everything that is in that plane only belongs to Allah. Allah is the only one who has the power to bring that big change in the world where people just wake up and be like, oh yeah, wait a minute, animals are being tortured and abused. Now they are no longer going to be the case. Or, oh my goodness, we're destroying our planet. Oh my God, starting today, I'm going to make a difference. Uh, everybody in this planet is going to just turn around and start doing the things the right way. That just doesn't happen. Big changes are always, always in the hands of Allah. So what is responsible for me and you is to just do the best that we can. Now, I am actually big about local shops. I think that we should shop locally. And then a person that I really admire and follow on Instagram, who is actually very actively talking about sustainability and such, pointed to how that is even problematic. And I went through this little whirlwind. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought that local was the way to go. And now that might be problematic too. So I just took a step back because at that point, I realized that I was having these negative thoughts in me and I just need to do the best that we can. And maybe there will be a time in the future, inshallah, where I can be even more conscious and even take further steps and be in the physical and mental and financial space to be able to make even bigger changes in my lives and those who are in my influence. But I mean, at this point, I'm not. And I just need to understand exactly that. I'm just not at this point. Allah is giving me everything that I have, the risk that he's given me. I need to work in accordance to that. If I start seeing of how much I'm lacking in every single aspect, and trust me, I am so lacking. And if I start to keep noticing that and just keep paying attention to that, I'm just going to be just drowning in the same feelings that that Twitter lady was going through. So it is very important to recognize that we all have limits and we're just trying to do the best that we possibly can. And so when I'm looking at the boxes that I still have to unpack and build the furniture that I still need to build, I don't feel that bad because I tried my best. I went out of my way. I tried to find the things. I tried to contact different people. I played around with different plans. But in the end, I just kept, kept coming back to this. And uh, I mean, that's just the way it is. I asked for a less forgiveness for my shortcomings if there was something that I truly missed. And then I ask him to to guide me towards towards the right path. And also just to be grateful because I am in this position. Allah has put me in here and I know that I'm better than so many other people. And so there is a feeling of gratitude of 
of a little bit of self chastisement, a little bit of um, did I do the right thing?、Uh, I need to ask forgiveness. That's this muhasaba that you just go at the end of the day and and you reflect and say, all right, what is it that I did today? How do I feel about it? Was it the absolute best that I could do? What is? I mean, could I have done this any better? How could I have done this any better? So just going back and reflecting on it—that's a means to improve. That is not a means to chastise or bring yourself down and just cry yourself in a corner. The idea of reflection, of the, and all the things that we do, is meant to improve us, not to put us into this mental anguish. You know. And man, so I'm actually really thinking about this today,、um, and I think probably because I do have a guilty conscience when it comes to going to IKEA and buying the things. How did I maneuver around it? I basically got exactly and only what I needed to buy. That was in the list, and I went for it. I knew what I wanted to get, and、um, everything else I could get from other places. So whatever that I couldn't get、um, from other places, well, for many different reasons, I got from IKEA. This is how I justified it. And this is how I am going to live with it.、Um, so, if you are in this position where you find yourself questioning your decisions, you find yourself saying, "I don't know if whatever I'm doing is right or wrong," or you find yourself just like really, really talking bad and down to yourself because of choices that you're making in your life,、um, when it comes to this idea of activism, sustainability, and all of this, just take a deep breath. Okay, you did what you could today, and tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow you get to make different decisions. Tomorrow, inshallah, you get to make different choices. For today, you did the best you could. Ask for Allah's forgiveness at the end of it for whatever your shortcomings were. Ask Him to give you baraka for in the future and for whatever you were able to do today. And then truly thank Him because you are in a position where you are able to do the things that you did today. And those things, even if they might be questionable to some people. They were the best that you could do, and inshallah, tomorrow, me and you, we can make better decisions. We can be in a better position. We can actually make a difference in our lives and in those around us. But today, we did our best. Well, actually, this is still morning. Today, we're going to do our best. So let's make dua right now and ask Allah. Say, hey,、um, okay, yeah, don't ask Allah like that. That's just messed up. But you can take your time after this podcast is over. This episode is over. Take your time and ask Allah to guide you today, to help you make the decisions that are best decisions for you and for everyone in this world, and ask Him to help those who are oppressed and who are in need, and ask Him to help you not to take part into their、uh, oppression. Everything, all changes. Everything always starts with du'a. So make this today, and this is my conversation. This is my topic、uh, for today. I guess we covered a few things, but in the end, I hope you felt a little bit more inspired and a little bit more at ease, right?、Uh, a little bit less guilty. Well, that's how I feel after our conversation today. So, how about you? Let me know. Is there anything that you've done which really makes you wonder if that was the right thing or not? I would love to hear from you. Please share that with me. And I will see you next time. Okay, this is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Also, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Sunnah Living, and on my blog SunnahLiving dot com, where I have more content about topics similar to today. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, Assalamualaikum. <laughs>